Hello and welcome. This is Pastor Terry, and I'd like to welcome you to my Bible study podcast. This daily podcast is a place where we take the teachings of Scripture seriously, but ourselves, not so much. Join us as we dive into the sacred words of the Bible. Each time we read, we pray, we change the world. Welcome to Pastor Terry's Bible Study Podcast. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to today's podcast. It is Wednesday, March 23rd, 2022, and uh, so glad you're on. Hope you're having a good day today, and um, we're uh, right in the middle of the Lenten season, and so we're tracking along through our readings, and we, uh, we are in the Old Testament prophetic book of Jeremiah. Uh, we're also reading out of Romans and the book of John today. So, yeah. Good morning, uh, Kay. Great to have you on. Dan, good morning, man. Trevor, Charlea, welcome, everybody. All right, y'all. Let's, uh, let's, let's dive in. You know what we do. We, we read. We pray. We change the world. So um, let's see what uh, the Lord has to say to us, first of all, in the book of Jeremiah. And um, chapter 8, Jeremiah 8, 4 through 7. And, uh, man, I think we're supposed to get some rain pretty soon. I think tonight, I think those storms that came through um, the south, we're going to be getting some of that rain. It was windy this morning. Went out for a morning walk. It was like, man, kite weather. <laughs> Blowing stuff all over the place. Yeah. All right, let's read. Um, squirrel. Like that. I didn't have to do anything. Just random thought. All right, uh, Jeremiah chapter 8, verses 4 through 7. I'm going to jump a little bit around. We're going to read um, 4 through 7 of chapter 8, then jump over to ch- verse 18 um, through uh, the beginning of chapter 9. I don't know why. Um, that's just the way the, the readings are laid out today, so I'm not really sure. But it'll make sense to us as we go through it, I'm sure. All right, Jeremiah 8, beginning at verse 4. Uh, Say to them, this is what the Lord says. When people fall down, do they not get up? When someone turns away, do they not return? Why then have these people turned away? Why does Jerusalem always turn away? They cling to deceit. They refuse to return. Just the uh, the heart of the Lord just kind of, uh, lamenting uh, the fact that the people of God won't come back, that they keep running away. Hmm. You kind of, kind of feel that, right? Just why don't they just come back? Why do they refuse to return? I have listened attentively, but they do not say what is right. <laughs> I love the Hebrew language. It's just, it's so um, cut and dry and like harsh in a beautiful way. (laughs) I listened attentively, but they do not say what is right. (laughs) I don't know what to tell you. I'm listening to what you're saying, and it's wrong. (laughs) I listen. It's not that I'm not listening. 
is that what you're saying isn't correct, isn't right. Uh, I have listened attentively, but what they but they do not say what is right. None of them repent of their wickedness, saying, what have I done? Hmm. Good reminder, right? To ask the question, what have I done? You know, uh, Not only with our relationship with God, but with relationship with other people, right? To, uh, to ask ourselves, um, what have I done? What, what's, my, uh, what's my part in this? What's what's my uh, what what part of this issue do I need to own and accept? Um, but it, God is saying here through the prophet, Israel never takes that step of self reflection. They never stop and say, "What have I done? What are we doing wrong? What's what's the what's the problem with me?" Perhaps. Um, none of them none of them repent of their wickedness, saying, "What have I done?" Each pursues their own course like a horse charging into battle, verse 7, and then we'll jump down to verse 18. Even the stork in the sky knows her appointed seasons, and the dove, the swift, and the thrush observe the time of their migration. But my people do not know the requirements of the Lord. Contrasting uh, human rebellionness uh, with the uh, the the uh, the obedience of creation, right? Like so, like the you know we are created beings, we have a free will, but he's like you know all these other things that I've created, they know they you know they obey the the seasons and the times. They seem to know the way to go. That they they are they're functioning according to the way I created them. But here are human beings who are created in my image, who should be uh, coming to me. Uh, don't seem to find their way back. <laughs> like the the, uh, the birds of the air can find their way back across thousands and thousands of miles, can find their way back to the right um, places. You know, you see that every winter, right? The birds go south for the winter. They know where to go. They end up going thousands of miles to the same locations, many of them. They're just obeying that internal whatever, intuition that's in them. Of going and returning to the right places and um, each each season, but he's saying human beings, we we Israel particularly here, we don't we don't have that internal compass of repentance to go back to the place we need to go. Wow, isn't that interesting? Um, that Israel has become hardened and they forget to go back. That's what repent means, right? It means to turn, to go a different direction, and. Um, the reminder here is that you know we need to listen to the internal voice of the Spirit that calls us to return, that calls us to go back to, um, to the place of healing, to the place of safety, to the place of salvation, which is in the presence uh, of the Lord. Yeah, we got to go back. We got to we got to we got to migrate regularly back to the heart of God. Right? That's what Lent is about. Lent is an opportunity for us to do that. To kind of go back to the heart of God, reevaluate, re- do some cleansing, do some, do some renewal. Verse eighteen: uh, You are you who are my comforter and sorrow. My heart is faint within me. Listen to the cry of my people from a land far away. So the people of Israel are scattered, and they are, you know, hear 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 the cry of God's people as they are exiled to different places. 
Is the Lord not in Zion? Is her king no longer there? Why have they aroused my anger with their images, with their worthless foreign idols? The harvest is past, the summer has ended, and we are not saved. Since my people are crushed, I am crushed. The prophet is, is empath- I mean, he's, 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 uh, he's feeling it, right? The people are in disrepair. They're, in, they're being exiled. They're being crushed. He's like, the, you know, they're in a season where they're not being saved. You know, things are not going well. Um, and so he says, since my people are crushed, I'm crushed. I mourn, and horror grips me. There is no, is there no balm in Gilead? Mm. Is there no balm? The old hymn, right? There is a bomb in Gilead. There is a bomb in Gilead. That's <laughs> uh, a in the in the hymn, hymnals, man. I know many of us don't even know what a hymnal is. What's a hymnal? What is that? It's a book with songs in it. <laughs> but you know what? Jesus is a bomb. He's the balm in Gilead. He's the one who heals. He's the one who saves. He's the one who comes and brings redemption and wholeness. Is there no physician there? Yes, there is. There's one coming. Why then is there no healing for the wound of my people? Verse 9, chapter 9. Oh, that my head were a spring of water and my eyes a fountain of tears. I would weep day and night for the slain of my people. Jeremiah is the you know, known as the weeping prophet. Not always fairly, in my opinion, but that's what is in. Here's here's a verse of that, uh, Jeremiah the weeping prophet. I would weep day, partly because, or primarily because of the 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 book of Lamentations that he wrote, which is this you know it's a lament. I would weep day and night for the slain of my people. But how many of you know it's sometimes it's good to lament. Sometimes it's good to grieve the loss of things. It is. It's healthy. Sometimes it's to lament the condition of things. And uh, in the book of Lamentations, and and in some sense, this is a lament, right? Jeremiah is lamenting the spiritual condition of his people. He's lamenting that God has not uh, yet delivered, but they're in suffering, and so he feels that pain. Lamenting is um, is a spiritual exercise. It's good for you to lament. Like people that... Like sometimes we, we, it's it's a it's a it's a spiritual uh, exercise and and a good spiritual habit to to rejoice and to praise and to clap and to celebrate. Uh, yes, it's also a good spiritual habit to occasionally lament. To think about not 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 just for the sake of lamenting. <laughs> it's like okay, what's on, on Thursdays? I'm going to lament. No, <laughs> no, no, not. But as a as a sort of throughout the seasons of our lives, there are seasons and, and occurrences in life that bring us to a point or bring us to a place where lamenting is the proper response. Lamenting is the proper spiritual response. We should be we should lament um, that, grieve it. Um, Jeremiah, verse, uh, chapter 9, verse 2. Oh, that I had a desert, a lodging place for travelers, so that I might leave my people and go away from them, for they are all adulterers, a crowd of unfaithful people. He's struggling. He on the struggle bus. People aren't doing what they ought to do. He's struggling. They make ready their tongue like a bow, 
to shoot lies. It is not the truth that they try that that they triumph in the land. They go from one sin to another. They do not acknowledge me, declares the Lord. Sometimes, sometimes the lament is can you can what Jeremiah is doing right here. He's lamenting the sin in the land. You ever get that, man? You just look around. You look at the just the sinfulness of the of society, and you lament it. It just makes you sad. You're like, man, where? What are we doing? Why so much hatred? So why so much uh, unbridled uh, sinfulness? Why? Why? You know, you you lament it, and sometimes that's the proper response. Part of a uh, part of Lent is to lament, is to think about the sinfulness of humanity, to think about our own sin, and and the fact that many of us have gone our, our own way. Verse four: Beware of your friends; do not trust anyone in your clan, for every one of them is a deceiver, every and every friend a slanderer. <laughs> Verse five. Friend deceives friend, and no one speaks the truth. They have taught their tongues to lie. They weary themselves with sinning. Man, they just wear themselves out sinning. Jeremiah's lamenting it. He's like, man, we're so far from what God designed for us. We're so far from what God intended for us. You know, you know sometimes it's through lamenting that you find your passion. Hmm. You know, if you want to know what you're, if you want to know sometimes when you, it's sometimes with the things that break your heart, uh, are the things that uh, God has uniquely uh, anointed you to to address? To that, that, in other words, that's sometimes we can find what our calling is in life when we find those things that break our hearts. Like really, like you, like things that really break our heart, really grieve our hearts. Usually, out of that brokenness, out of that uh, hurt, out of that like thing that just really grips grips our heart, and it's usually related to some kind of personal experience. Out of that, usually, is our passion, right? Like for me, like you know, my passion is for people who are far from God because I was one. My heart breaks for people who are far from God, um, people who don't know Jesus, um, people who don't you know, know the hope and the joy that the Word of God brings them. My heart is for people like that, right? Um. Because that's, I mean that, and so out of that, that hurt, like I feel it. It's there's there's a there's calling, and so maybe you've gone through something in your life, a hurt, a hardship, a difficulty, and out of that hurt, and so you 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 empathize with people who are in that situation. Man, sometimes that's that's where your that's where your your calling comes out of. Um, Jeremiah verse six, you live in the midst of deception and their deceit. They refuse to acknowledge me, declares the Lord. All right, let's jump over to Romans. I love Romans chapter 5. Romans 5, how we doing? All right. It's awesome you guys are praying for each other. I see many people um, offering, offering prayers for uh, each other. That's awesome. All right, uh, Romans chapter 5, verses 1 through 11. Here we go. Is that right? 1 through 11, yep. Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, how are we justified? How are we made as if we have not sinned? Through faith. Because we've been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have gained, gained access by faith into his grace in which we now stand. 
us. How do we stand before the presence of a holy God? Because of our faith in Jesus. He has justified us, just as if we had never sinned. And the reason that we, we appear before God as if we'd never sinned is not because, in fact, we have never sinned. No, it is because we have placed our faith in Jesus and his perfect sacrifice, his perfect life, his perfect, um, he stands in our place. So God sees Jesus in his perfection. So we can stand in, in the presence of God. And we boast in the hope of the glory of God. We boast in the hope of the glory of God. Not only so, but we also glory in our sufferings. Hmm, wait, what? We glory in our sufferings. Because, why? Because we know that suffering produces perseverance. Perseverance, character. Character, hope. And hope does not disappoint us to shame. Hope does not put us to shame. Because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. Yeah, that's awesome. So we glory not only in the hope of the glory, we, we, we not only boast in the uh, hope of the glory of God, we also uh, glory in our sufferings because we know that our sufferings produce perseverance, perseverance Character, character, hope. Um, yeah. So if you're going through suffering today, you you can you can you can uh, glory in your sufferings because there's it's going to produce something. It's going to produce perseverance and character and hope. Love it. You see, at just the right time, mm, I love this verse. This is a good one here, y'all. It's one of my favorite verses in the Bible. You see, at just the right time, when we were still powerless. Christ died for the ungodly. Man, aren't you glad? Aren't you glad that at just the right time, God died, or Christ died for the ungodly? That's you and me, man. Very rarely will anyone die for a righteous person, though for a good person some might possibly dare to die. But God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were yet sinners, while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Mm, praise God. Yes. Man. That's not, not because we were all cute and cuddly. No, while we were still sinners. We were, we were still up to our noses in sin and rebellion and far from God. All that stuff that Isaiah, or Jeremiah's lamenting in uh, chapter 8 and 9 that we read, our rebellious, when we were there, when we were in that place of rebellion, Christ died for us because he loved us. Since we, have, since we have now been justified by his blood, how much more shall we be saved from God's wrath through him? Man, thanks be to God. For if while we were God's enemies, we were reconciled to him through the death of his son, how much more, having been reconciled, shall we be saved through his life? Wow, 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 I guess I hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. This is huge. Listen to what Paul is saying here. He's saying, if God loved us so much that while we were while we were steeped in sin and were enemies of God, if he loved us so much that even when we were enemies, if God would do that for us as when we were his enemies, 
that he would send Christ and Christ would give his uh, life as an atoning sacrifice for our sins, if God would do that when we were his enemies, how much more now that we have been reconciled to him will he do for us? Will he, will he save us? Will he, the, the glories and the goodness that are going to be shown to us, if God would show the kind of glory and kindness to enemies, how, what more can we just imagine that God would shine on the hearts of those that are now his beloved? Mm, mm. Man. Wow. That's awesome. Not only is this so, so not only do we have to just imagine this, it's gonna, it's true. He God God lavishes his blessings on his children. He lavishes blessings on the unsaved by sending Jesus. And he also exponentially more lavishes his goodness and kindness on those who are his children. Man, aren't you glad you are a child of God? Yes. Not only is this so, but we also boast in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have now received reconciliation. Man, praise God. Man, hope you can know that. Hope you know that God loves you. He loved you when you were far from him. He loves you now. He showed kindness to you when you were far from him. And he's continuing to show kindness and graciousness uh, in, um, in abundance to you right now. Man, that's awesome. John chapter 8. John chapter 8, verses 12 through 20. When Jesus spoke again to the people, he said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. The Pharisees challenged him. Here you are, appearing as your own witness. Your testimony is not valid. you got to have two or three witnesses, right? Two or three to validate a claim. So Jesus says, even if I testify on my own behalf, my testimony is valid. Why? Because I'm God. <laughs> he didn't say it like that. That's what he was essentially, yes. Even if I testify on my own behalf, my testimony is valid, for I know where I came from and where I'm going. But you have no idea where I come from or where I'm going. You judge by human standards. I pass judgment on no one, but if I do judge, my decisions are true because I am not alone. I stand with the Father who sent me. In your own law, it is written that the testimony of two witnesses is true. I am one who testifies for myself. My other witness is the Father who sent me. Woo. Then they asked him, where is your Father? Where is your Father? You do not know me or my Father. Mm. Jesus replied, if you knew me, you would know my father also. He spoke these words while teaching in the temple court near the place where the offerings were put. Yet no one sees them because his hour had not yet come. Wow. Mm. Jesus and the father are one. Um, Jesus speaks on behalf of God because he is God. His testimony is true, <laughs> right? Jesus is like, I don't need to bring any of, if, look, I'm going to tell you right now, I, I don't need to bring any of the witnesses to validate my, my claims because I'm God, and what I say is true, and I come with the full authority of the Godhead when I speak. I speak in red. <laughs> oh, man, I love Jesus. I love Jesus, man. I love his compassion. I love his grace. I love his truthfulness. Man, just tells it like it is. Man, what a wonderful Savior we have. 
who came and gave his life when we were yet sinners, and then through him now makes it possible for blessing upon blessing upon blessing to be poured out on our lives. Aren't you glad of that, friends? Man. And one of the blessings God pours out on life on our lives is a, is a chance to walk together with other brothers and sisters like you, for us to be able to walk together and learn together um, and share this joy together. That's a, that's a blessing in itself. Well, I pray God's uh, goodness and kindness is just uh, poured out on you today um, in, in magnificent ways. And if you look around, here's my thing. Here's, here's my guess. If you look around, you'll see it. You don't have to look very far. If you look, if you look close enough, you'll see the goodness of God. All right, you guys, let's uh, let's pray. Let's wrap this up in prayer. Thank you so much for being on, whether you're on Facebook or on Instagram or the podcast. I am so glad you're a part of it. So, uh, hey, let's go to the Father. Lord, thank you so much for your goodness and kindness. We thank you, Lord. We're humbled that you would come at just the right time while we were still powerless in our sin and to give your life as an atoning sacrifice for our sin. Wow. Thank you for justifying us and uh, making it as if we had never sinned in the presence of God, that we can stand before you, Lord, now holy and clean and blameless because of the righteousness of Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you. God, help us today to live as forgiven, holy, godly people. Help us to live as grateful people, uh, people who've, been, uh, who've tasted this lavishness of grace. Um, Lord, may we, sh- may we show that kind of grace to others. May we show kindness to others. May we um, cause others to wonder what is different about us. Um, And through wondering and through inquiring, may they see the love and the truthfulness and the grace of Jesus. Lord, I pray for my friends today. I pray you bless them and encourage them. Whatever they have going on in their lives, may you uh, just uh, touch them in a special way. Lord, thank you for my friends, my brothers and sisters who love you, and I know that you love them. And uh, thank you that we get to walk Uh, this walk together. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. God bless you today. Thank you so much for being a part of today's podcast reading, uh, Daily Prayer. You guys are awesome. I love you guys. Uh, You encourage me, and I appreciate uh, all you mean to my life. You are a blessing. All right, you guys, thank you for subscribing, for liking, for sharing all those things, letting other people know about the podcast, uh, and spreading the good word, good word of God's word. All right, you guys, we'll see you next time. Thank you for joining us today on Pastor Terry's Bible Study Podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's show. If this episode has been an encouragement to you, please help us by spreading the word about the podcast. You can do that by giving us a thumbs up, subscribing, and sharing it with your friends. You can also find me, Pastor Terry, as well as Bayside Church in Safety Harbor, Florida, on all social media platforms. The church you will find at Bayside Church SH. Again, thank you for being with us today and for sharing this podcast with your friends. Until next time, remember, God's word is true. Everything else is merely commentary. God bless you. We'll see you next time.